This episode is brought to you by Meow Wolf. Manifest unique family memories at Meow Wolf Denver. Quantum travel is the most comfortable way for Earthers of all ages to explore a playground of imagination. And why visit just once when this immersive experience reshapes every time you enter? C Street is my favorite because C Street has this vibe of like 80s dystopian. There's like slime coming down the walls and there's weird posters. And then of course, the secret club. With the annual Portal Pass, drop by Convergence Station as much as you want for less than the cost of two adult tickets. So if you plan to go twice, it's worth it. Plus, enjoy discounts, special offers, and so much more. Get the annual Portal Pass and spend quality space time with your favorite Earthers today. Learn more at MeowWolf.com. That's MeowWolf.com. Today on CityCast Denver. What happens when a senator gets her car towed and she wrote the legislation to address predatory towing? We find out how she got her car back, what the Colorado Attorney General has to say about it, and why Wyatt's towing should be shaking in their boots. Today is Friday, September 1st. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the city with a mayor that apparently loves donuts. Do you know this about him, Julie? Wait, what? Okay. I have a friend on Instagram who works in, in the city. I'm not going to identify who she is, but she said, <laughs> the mayor's, this new mayor keeps bringing donuts into the office so much that I have to like start working out. Did Dude. you know this about Johnston? I did not, but like he could like switch it up, burritos. <laughs> Yeah, you can't stay on donuts. Yeah, right. Dude, donuts is too rich. I think. I also the variety. I would. I would hesitate if there was a donut I wanted to have every day. I don't know if there's a donut I would have every day, but there is a breakfast burrito I would eat every day of my That's life. That's true. Yeah, chorizo with potatoes. I mean, like I would go with Santiago's bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, bacon, egg, and cheese. Mm-hmm. That's classic. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How do you guys feel about donuts, though? I feel like that's a polarizing thing because. Have you ever had a donut breakfast sandwich? Where they Wait, like what? Yeah, so they cut it open and then they put the bacon, egg, and cheese inside the glazed donut. It. Uh, I had it once and then I have <laughs> diabetes now. So <laughs> it was all right. You know what I mean? Not worth the diabetes, but it's, it's great. <laughs> Other than that, you know. Dude, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Well, we'll have to do some further investigation, not to out my friend, but uh, you've heard their voices. Uh, we have our regular returning guest. He's a comedian and co-chair of the Denver American Indian Commission, Joshua Emerson. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing today, Bree? Good to talk to you, as always. And then um, we have someone who's been on the show before, but not in this sort of more chatty capacity, my friend, Senator Julie Gonzalez. Sup, y'all. Buenos dias. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're here. We don't normally have a person at the center of a news story Mm. on to talk about the news story, (laughs) but that's what's happening um, today. So, Senator, you were towed last week, which happens to all of us, right? We've all been had our car towed. But... um, it's this is why why this is significant we'll get to in a second but i would love for you to do the sort of too long didn't read version of what happened to you totally well um i went to an event in the north side and following said event uh, that was at a local business uh that's in a mixed use development i parked there a million times i love this business and right afterwards, after the event, I went to go grab nachos with my bestie because what else are you going to do? <laughs> and 
came back to find that my car had been towed and that instead of having my car parked where I had left it, there were three Wyatt's employees and three Wyatt's trucks, uh, Wyatt's tow trucks, idling where my car had been. Mm-mm-mm. And so That's I- That's a gangster move also. I know, just Dude. to stay there and like Dude. make eye contact with you? <laughs> Rude. So I go and I ask, I'm like, uh, where's my car? And the guy goes, mm, what kind of car do you have? And I go, it's a white Honda Accord. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> we've got your car. Did he have some, did he, do you feel like he got some joy out of telling you that, Julie? You know what? I think he was like a little bit embarrassed because he kind of looked at me and was like, yeah. So, which is the worst, you know? And so, bestie to the rescue, um, I call her and she swooped me back up. We drove over to Wyatt's and uh, there begins a two hour saga to try to figure out how to get my car back. I feel like I have been here so many times. Oh, it's a tale as old as time in Denver. Helping Dude. someone else do it or de- dealing with it yourself, right? But it's always, it's not easy. So you're there for two hours. So the, the women who are in line ahead of me uh, were in a similar situation. Uh, one woman had gone to her friend's apartment to go visit her. She had been parked in the in the parking lot for only half an hour before Wyatt's came and towed her uh, out of that apartment parking lot. And you know, she had to pay $390 to get her car out. The half the an hour yard. thing, too, is really a stickler for me where I feel that this is the o- open predatory nature of towing. And that is exactly why we passed the Colorado Towing Bill of Rights <laughs> last legislative session in 2022. Uh, who, who worked on that bill? Dude, I did. Oh, you, you <laughs> did. Oh. So, spoiler alert, the reason this story is so wild is not because the senator was towed, as we all have been towed, but because you wrote the Towing Bill of Rights to keep folks from getting in these situations where they are paying sometimes a $390 is not an easy that's a lot of money. Oh, there's a good portion of the country that can't afford a $400 like expense that wasn't planned. That's right. absolutely true. A third of Americans absolutely. are not able huge? to navigate that. And when I spoke to the woman ahead of me, she, I asked her, how much had you paid? And she was like, you know what? I am a single mom. I've got to take my kids to school. I need to get I'll to pay work. whatever. Hmm. I'll pay whatever. She just handed over a card. She was, she literally said, I don't even want to know how much it is. I just need my car. When right. I asked, had you been provided with information that you can pay an, ins- an installment plan? She looked at me and she was shell-shocked. She said, what? So this is part of the legislation that you crafted, right, Julie, is that you put – there's a piece in there that says – um, people who have been towed can pay the towing company in installments so they don't have to pay that $390 up front. Exactly. But what you discovered was that this information was not being given to folks as an option. That's exactly it. And so so that folks know, um, thanks to uh, the, the law that we passed in 2022, you now, when you're towed, you can pay either 15% of the tow fee or 60 bucks whichever is less, and then get your car back so that you can continue to take the kids to school, get to work, do what you need to do, and then set up a payment plan. So that's what I asked for when I when, when it was because my Because you turn. wrote the legislation and you were aware of what they had to provide you. Exactly. And when the, the uh, employee said, well, 
given the late hour, I don't know how long it's going to take. I said, I got time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here we were. And ultimately, I was able to pay instead of 350 bucks, I ended up paying just over $50 to get my car back. And then the next morning, I was informed that because it was an incorrect tow, Wyatt's was going to refund uh, my my towing fee. Are you which kidding? Is great. Me? It is great. Uh-huh. However, but I want to know: did they did they um, actually refund the women ahead of me in line? Did they refund uh, the other people who were incorrectly towed uh, from that business uh, th- that evening of? There's, I've got Wyatt's lots found of out questions. they didn't have Senator in front of their name, maybe like you? You know, it, look, my car is a hoopty. <laughs> like, I drive a busted 2012 Honda Accord. Like, I don't have Senator plates. I never, you know, right. none of that. It's not obvious. Yeah, sure. Dude. But if, if, if I had to jump through these level of hoops in order to get, you know, the installment plan for myself, I want to make sure. And part of the reason I decided to share my story on social media and, you know, I'm willing to talk to you and others is because I want to make sure that Coloradans know that we fought to hold these shady um, uh, predatory companies to account. We've passed legislation. And look, if we need to come back next legislative session and strengthen that law even more, happy to do that. Oof. They shouldn't have done that. Dude. <laughs> well, yeah, I, that must be so frustrating because you fight for all of these, you know, pieces of legislation to get through. And it's for it's for citizens. And then to see them not even fulfill the letter of the law has to be so I, I'd be infuriated. Oh, I was I was pretty hot. And honestly, what I'm glad to see is that not only is the um, Public Utilities Commission responding um, you know, I filed a complaint the following morning. Um, they are an active investigation of, of, you know, of my case individually. But also, you know, the PUC has fielded nearly a thousand complaints from Coloradans who are um, upset and frustrated by the tactics, the business tactics of this company. Now, let me get into it for just a moment, because here's what is, I find to be particularly frustrating. When we passed the Colorado Towing Bill of Rights, we said, look, the owner of the property or their agent needs to authorize the tow before a tow operator can actually remove a vehicle. So the person or the in company that owns the building, you said you parked in a mixed use, which is like... You, it's one of those, it's a newer building. They've got restaurants and apartments in the same spot and you've got a shared parking lot where probably residents and customers park. Exactly. So the owner of that has to authorize, has to say the towing company can tow this car. Correct. However, since we've passed uh, this law, the way that these, I, I believe to be predatory companies are operating is that new third party parking management companies oh. are coming in in cahoots with the tow companies themselves. And so in my instance, and what I've heard from from lots of Denverites are um, that Park M is a new parking management company that happens to be owned by and run out of the same address as the investors who own Wyatt's towing company. And so- Weird, hmm. weird. Fascinating. I, Did you discover this, Julie? 
I actually didn't. Okay. I, I got a shout out to the Colorado Economic Defense Project because hey. they're the folks um, who did the research to uncover this. And part of the, re- you know, they're often representing Coloradans in eviction proceedings, mm. eviction defense pre- proceedings. Yeah. And they came upon this information because they were asking, hey, you had been on time for years with your rent payments. What happened? And they'd say, I got towed. And that $600 bill, that $500 bill, that knocked me off. And I just haven't been able to catch up. And that's what started their investigation into this vertically integrated um, business model where a parking management company and a towing company, and they're even building relationships, have built relationships with auction houses as well. <gasps> to so auction off the cars exactly. that they tow, that people can't afford to get out of the tow lot, then they lose their car because they can't afford that 20 days it's been sitting in the lot that brings up, you know, the charges, which is what happens if you, Joshua, you, I'm sure you've been towed, right? Yeah, yeah, I and I hated it. It's not just the cost, uh, which which sucks, but it's also just going out and you, the shock of not knowing, like, where's my car? And then, oh no, it got towed. And the and domino it, effect of- I'm gonna have to go to the place that the person there, they they are not very nice. I don't know if you've ever been to a Toyo. They're not, they're, they, they don't like life. You know what I mean? <laughs> they treat I, your car like garbage I, also. When I've had mine pulled out of a tow lot, I'm like, why are you treating my car? I was like, like bro, that? like, what did I do to you? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it is this really weird thing that like, it feels predatory and then it is. It's all the experience you have is also rooted in the reality that like you're saying, these companies are connected in these ways that are just made to make people fall into this trap of it's just, I, it's mind blowing to and me. And so because of that, I am so grateful that Attorney General Phil Weiser mm. has publicly confirmed, which is deeply unprecedented. He doesn't usually do this, but they have confirmed that they are actively investigating why it's towing for um, unethical business practices. And, you know, and so what I encourage people to do is if you have a, a complaint that you would like to, lo- to lodge, go to stopfraudcolorado.gov, visit um, the Public Utilities Commission website. You can file a complaint and um, help to make the case yeah. as to why this is not fair, not right, so that we can come back in the next legislative session and strengthen and fortify that law. Yeah, 1,000 complaints already. Uh, there has to be way more than that for all the people I, that experienced it and then And didn't. most of us think it's just, that's how it is, right? Mm-hmm. I right. would say it's like, oh, if, well, I guess I got towed. Like, I guess that's just how it's supposed to be. But what your uh, situation showed us, Julie, was it's not how it's supposed to be because you have just written legislation to undo some of this predatory nature and this company is still not abiding by the law. That's exactly it. And, you know, in my individual instance, you know, there was a sign that said no overnight parking. Mm. That's fine. I, you know, went to go grab nachos. I came back to my car. It was like 930 at night. There, I had no intention of parking my vehicle there overnight. Right. And I hear in, in the in the week since this has happened, I've heard from so many people that 
unclear signage where it is yes. confusing for folks. And I believe intentionally so. Totally. If we Absolutely. need to go and clarify in size 25 point font, you know what I mean? Like that level of specificity to make people who are parking aware of what their obligations and responsibilities are before a tow operator can come in and tow them, we're happy to do that clarification. But we need for folks to tell their stories. I would really encourage folks, if they do have these stories, to file a complaint, to yeah. reach out to the attorney general's office, to reach out to the Public Utilities Commission. The PUC is the entity that regulates every single tow company here in the state of Colorado. We'll share a link in the show notes for folks to do that because, again, I, I think everyone I know has a towing story. And also, I would say on the whole, most folks are just trying to do the right thing. That's exactly it. And I hear from people who say, I, was, I, I didn't realize I couldn't park here. I'm willing to pay. But the way that I was treated in the process was also not right. Yeah, mm. That's also part of you know the difference between somebody who's operating uh, thoughtfully and judiciously versus somebody who's utilizing shady and predatory practices. Yeah, and it's an industry thing too. I mean, the AG went after uh, parking revenue recovery services in Aurora, and they're able to get uh, thirty-one thousands in illegal fines refunded back to four hundred customers. That's, That's awesome. four hundred people that had to deal with this whole thing, and it took. Well, and who knows what the repercussions were, right. even if they got refunded later. Yeah, how am I explain to my you know rental company that like that's why I wasn't able to do this because yeah. I mean we all experience that we. We all pay a little bit too much in rent here in Denver just because of the cost of living has gone up, but we love living here. And it's so frustrating that there's just these little traps yeah. all over that, like, uh, whoops, you know what I mean? $400 now, there, exactly. $600 there, which is not... We made the law and they're working to find the loopholes around it, you know? And so that's cool. You want us to strengthen the law? We're happy to do that. <laughs> okay, well, we'll be watching to see how this law gets strengthened and to follow it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, our wins and fails. And we're back. We're going to be doing our wins and fails or our mile high highs and our below sea level lows. I don't know. Someone got mad at us for calling it that. They said it was dumb. So I don't know. Wins me. and fails. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> also a listener. So you, you've got some support. Uh, Joshua, do you want to start us off with the f your fail of the week? Yeah, this one is actually kind of sad because it should be a win. It's the Michelin. Um, they just released like nine uh, restaurants that they're going to be like putting on um, in, in the guide. Um, but then they also talked about where they're uh, were reviewing. And it's, you know, Denver and then like Snowmass and Vail, like all these mountain towns, but not Aurora. Dude. So frustrating. Some of the best food in the Denver metro area is in it Aurora. It's very 1980s of them to ignore Aurora. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what real. is happening? Annette's great, but also not just Annette. There's so many different places out that east. I was so pissed when I, when I found that out. So you're talking about, so the Michelin Guide does a couple things. It has its star ratings. It also does its bib gourmand. We talked about this earlier this week, which is like recognizing value for your good, good right. food for your money. But what you're saying is, I think... With the Michelin Guide, it's the first time Colorado mm -hmm. restaurants are getting it, and they're not—they're not even going to consider restaurants in Aurora. Right, which is to me dumb. It's crazy. Yeah. It's where you go to get good food, right? At one of the places, absolutely. Yeah, I make the trek, you know, Dow East <laughs> specifically for specific restaurants out there all the time. You know, yeah. there's no mountains out there. You know, I'm <laughs> only going, going for the way. food. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. I go to Mango House, the Burmese food, which I've never had anywhere else. That place is amazing. It's great. I love Mango House, too, because I have a child and he can run wild and no one cares while you eat. It's it's perfect. (laughs) I went for the first time. It was so cool. It's so cool. It's so good. It's just, but there's so much more out there. I mean, that's the thing. It's not just one or two places. It's it's, It's, it's a whole culture. Yeah. yeah. So So, to the Michelin Guide. (laughs) Julie, do you have a fail this week? Dude, my fail is a personal one. My hot water heater went out this week. Oh, no. (laughs) I got towed. My hot water heater went out. That's when it starts to add up and you're like, universe, what? Mercury's in retrograde. It was, legitimately. Just just start taking ice baths, all right? Just start, just like, just just start. Turn it into a win. Yeah, did you have multiple days of no hot water? The part's arriving today. Oh, so okay. I'm so excited. Just in your David Goggins era right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just go for 20 mile runs. <laughs> just, oh my gosh. I mean, you could go to the rec center and take a shower, I guess. I don't know. What? That's what I'm just saying. Like places you yeah, could go yeah, to get yeah. hot water. Maybe if you belong to a gym. I've just done that when my hot water. I don't know. Be out. stinky or be uncomfortable. I think those are your options. It was a cold shower. <laughs> okay. Oh, fair. Thank you. <laughs> so it's me then. <laughs> um, well, my feels an epic huge bummer it was overdose awareness week this week um, in 2022 we lost we lost 1,799 people to overdoses um, across the country it was more than a hundred thousand um, I struggle with this because a lot of times it's preventable yeah right the overdose crisis is uh, rooted a lot in shame and um, not understanding or acknowledging that folks that you love might be doing drugs and the best thing to do to keep them alive is to not tell them that they're bad people. And so, I don't know, I lean heavily on the Harm Reduction Action Center for the work that they do here. They saved my family's life. They opened their doors and said, let's talk about what's going on and how we can help you. Um, And what I love about their approach is uh, it's not about getting someone into rehab or recovery immediately because one, we know that doesn't, that's not an option. It's not free. It's not like a hospital. Um, But two, it's really about just keeping people alive for a safer and better day the next day. So I want to give them a shout out, the Harm Reduction Action Center, but I also just want to acknowledge Overdose Awareness Day is about being aware of the fact that people we love use drugs and they deserve to live. They deserve to live. Absolutely. They deserve that future. Okay, let's get to something happy. Let's start let's start talking about wins. Joshua, what's your win for the week? Oh, we got a baby orangutan. Hey! Yes, right. Yeah. Big one, win. Uh, Julian, one of Joshua's many amazing too jobs. Many jobs. He has too many amazing jobs. He works at the zoo as Wait, well. What? Yeah, yeah, Denver Zoo, baby. I'm one of their elephants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Hey. I'm a human being. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have a baby orangutan. Um, her mother's from Germany. I didn't know that, uh, but she uh, got moved here specifically as part of the species survival plan, um, and it worked. Um, we don't know who the father is, uh, so check out the next <laughs> Denver Zoo, Maury. <laughs> uh, the name it hasn't been named yet, but uh, she is on display. She's so cute. We also have a baby mandrel that got born two days before, or like one day before. Is that a monkey? Yeah, so those are like the like uh, a lot of people think that like baboons when they hear mandrel, like the ones with the crazy faces. Yeah, yeah, they're oh, okay. so the dad is so gnarly. It's the testosterone that makes them get like all that blue in their face, Whoa. and he looks like a wolf. Anyways, 
He had a kid, <laughs> and it's super cute. I yeah, I so. love it. I love that. That's a nice celebration. Absolutely, yeah. Come Another to reason to go to the zoo if you if you need a reason. Yeah, say hi to me. I'm the I'm the large loud native. <laughs> Can't miss me. <laughs> Julie, what's your win, dude? The state fair is is going on right now, and Pueblo, uh, so, yeah, represent Pueblo, uh, represent. Uh. Uh, I mean, I've just been to Pueblo. You I, know mean, what I mean, hey, I have relatives in Pueblo. Back off. I got a lot of love for Pueblo. Um, because uh, now, uh, especially this weekend, um, Sunday is going to be Fiesta Day. And mm. so you can go to the Fiesta Parade. You can see the uh, Mexican Rodeo. Um, you can see all of these uh, different uh, events to support and highlight the Latino community. Uh, it's a great time. Los Tigres del Norte are going to be playing this weekend. Mm. Uh, tonight, um, Fluffy is going to, um, Gabriel Iglesias is going to be playing down in Pueblo. It's going to be a great show. That's um, amazing. Yeah. What State Fair great, is always great. What a great, and also, I mean, the food. Hi. Yeah. Good also, food. Pass yeah. keys. Yeah. Dude, I, I love Gabriel too, and if you ever if you haven't seen Gabriel live, he is so good. He's been doing this, you know, twenty plus years, uh, and then yeah, Martin, uh, his opener, yeah. uh, he's been doing that uh, just as long, and they're so funny. Yeah, just some of the best out there. What a great variety Super of excited. cool stuff, and yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think Pueblo's really beautiful. I think the downtown is awesome. They have the whole neon alley. I mean, I don't know. There's Pueblo, a lot to see and do in Pueblo. Absolutely. Like all of us, Pueblo has gone through some rough times recently. It has. <laughs> but also, I think they're on the up and up. And yeah. I think they're uh, doing really amazing, uh, dope work. Great organizing coming out of Pueblo. Great um, fights for workers' rights coming out of Pueblo as well. And, dude, I'm just excited to go down to the fair, the state fair Sounds this week. so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect weekend for it, too. Shout out to my cousin Andrea in Pueblo. What's up, girl? Just want to say hi. <laughs> What's up, Andrea? How you doing? Hey. <laughs> uh, well, my win is that Jack Harlow made a song called Denver. Yeah, and, I saw oh, it. sweet. With Murray. Uh, so the song itself is really more about Jack Harlow's existential crisis with fame. Uh, but he was in Denver when he wrote it, and the video itself showcases Denver in a way that I just don't see often. And it's through. I, Clearly, there are Denver folks behind this because it's like he's cruising West Colfax. Good Times is in there. He's at Cervantes. There's there's cranes in the sky, like something you don't see in the skyline photos. And of course, Jamal Murray, one of our kings, is hanging out with him on a rooftop. And uh, I found out, uh, uh, pause the music, the Nuggets DJ is oh, a oh. friend I think he was I think he I'm guessing he was instrumental in making this look making so this cool. Oh, he's so cool. Pause pause and his dad uh Okay. If people don't know, if you're an old raver like me, his dad, Tribal Touch, was hey. a DJ. That's right. I saw him so many times. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Tribal Touch, he, uh, both of them are Navajo, by the way. So shout yeah. out, uh, you know, my so Diné cool. brothers. Um, yeah, Pause, he's the Nuggets DJ. D- really sick. You can, he actually spins around town, too. And last time he was at the Ogden, it was insane, man. Uh, I'm, I think he was behind some of making this Jack Harlow video so cool. I believe just, it. I'm just saying. He would be the guy. So you should go check it out. It's a great video. Um, I I hate to bang on influencers, but I was like, influencers should watch this and think about how we portray our city a little bit because it felt very much like this is what I see 
And I don't see this often reflected, mm. which is just like the regular life, this, what the city, what the city looks like when we're not tr trying to show off. I don't know. It just, it had a real vibe to it. I loved it. So. Yeah. I, I like Carlo, I guess. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I I'm a little Dickie fan, but uh, <laughs> I don't, I, sometimes it feels like you have to be either or with him and Jack Carlo. I'm going to have to check this video out because I have not seen it. It's really, it's so, cool. It's cool. Right. Again, the song is really more about Jack, like should I be famous being famous kind of sucks it I does. sound terrible for complaining about being famous but <laughs> but it's not so just hard. like the mount he does some mountain stuff too right but it's not like mountains craft brews and beautiful rooftops it's like Colfax is a little grimy and we love it and good awesome. times is a place we're <laughs> kind of weirdly proud of and so it was fun but okay well there you have it that's it I this was so much fun Julie mm. Senator Thank you for joining us. Thanks for being here. Thanks. And thanks for inviting me. This is always great. Check out CityCast all the time. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. And Joshua, thank you for being uh, my right-hand man, just really holding the show together while Paul's gone. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. I'm happy to be loud anytime you need me. All right? That's, oh, sorry. Olivia. Producer Olivia's over here like, Ooh. what about me? What about the person that actually makes the show? I didn't know she had a name. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you both so much. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Olivia Jewell-Love, Elizabeth Kama, and Natalie Rivera. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter, and I'm your host, Bree Davies. Our music is by Los Mocachetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Instagram at CityCast Denver, and tell a friend about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. Oh, and just a note, we're off for the long holiday weekend, so we will be back in your feeds on Tuesday, September 5th. Bye-bye. Is this recording? Right, it is. I want that. It I want is. That. It Make is. that the blueprint. <laughs>